Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Online Warriors podcast. This week, unfortunately, the Online Warriors had an emergency and we had to take care of it, so we couldn't get our whole cast together, and I am doing this by means of sneaking away and giving you guys a little bit of a show. We had an emergency with our family, and in the same vein, you guys are also a family to us and have always been there for us, so I felt it important to be able to sneak away, give you guys a quick rundown of the news topics we were going to talk about, and then hopefully next week we'll be able to bring you your normal show with its normal duration. But in the meantime, please enjoy this abbreviated version of the show we're going to give you, and enjoy the exclusive stardom that is just myself, Tectic, hosting the show. So the topics we have for you is a, a little bit of movie news, a little bit of tech news, and a little bit of, I guess you would call it, corporate stoogery news. So without further ado, let's roll right into it. The first thing that we're going to talk about is Beetlejuice 2 is coming, guys, and it's set to star Michael Keaton returning as Beetlejuice, which I can't say it again, so don't don't make me. That's two times in. I, I, cannot, I cannot say it a third time because then he's going to be chilling with me, which might not be a bad thing because Michael Keaton, we all love him, but I'm not about to take any chances because stuff can get weird. And also, it's going to be starring Jenna Ortega, which if you've seen Wednesday Adams, you know that she can really just fall right into that role of the the dark, weird, but also kind of goofy fun. So this this is Chef's Kiss slam dunk casting, and I'm absolutely excited for it. I don't, is it, it might be early to say this, but between The Flash and Beetlejuice and really just... Like we've 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 had him play villains in various Spider Mans and and he's been in the MCU and I, I I'm I'm gonna say it Michael Keaton you're you're really you're doing it you're you're doing it I'm so excited because like he was the best Batman and he was the best Beetlejuice he was the only Beetlejuice but man and there's so many movies that that I just absolutely loved in him in growing up like those of you who might not seen this, but Duplicity, and where he plays that one guy that likes pizza, oh my goodness, those who know, you know. This is this is an absolute must-see. I'm so excited for it. The casting couldn't be more perfect. I wish I had the opportunity to watch more things that Jenna Ortega was in to be able to gush about her as well. But as I said, her and Wednesday Adams has just this massive following almost instantly, and I couldn't be happier and more excited with this up-and-coming movie. So as far as my comments and critiques, it's it's really a no notes situation here. No notes, guys. You guys, if you can if you can bring a lot more of the returning cast in and keep the weird Tim Burton zaniness that we got to know and love, ugh, this is this is gonna be a, a banger. Just an absolute banger. The next topic that I want to talk about is the Asus ROG Ally and its specs relative to the Steam Deck. So this thing this thing's coming out with some pretty impressive specifications right off the bat. And and you might go, wow, I got to buy this. But honestly, I, I've got a certain level of hesitancy with this one. So before I roll into that, let's let's talk about it a little bit more. So it's coming in at $699.99 for the Z1 Extreme and $599.99 for the regular Z1. And with all of these these specifications, I'm going to compare each and every one to the Steam Deck to give like sort of a relative where they stand in the market and like what they're really doing to have a foot above. So for reference, the Steam Deck comes at a price tag of $399, and that's that's for like lesser storage, but you can always up the storage. It has an external SD card, not a big deal there. 
The one thing that really, truly is a standout, and this is the one I want to talk about first, is it features a UHS-11 micro SD card slot, and this will allow for faster transfer speeds from the SD card relative to its competitors. Now, this is important to me because, as I just mentioned, external memory is huge with regards to saving your your, your games to and, and having communication to and from the processor relative to the external storage. By having the, the speeds improved, you virtually remove a lot of those latency issues that saving to the external storage will have. So I think that's that's a huge plus. And is it worth the, the significant delta in price? Maybe. But there's a lot more to, to be said before I say yes. The other thing that it has is it comes with a seven inch display. Now, this to me isn't a standout option. Not only does the Steam Deck also offer this, but it's very, very common size for virtually all the handheld competitors out there on the market. So with seven inches, I'm, I'm not wowed there. The processor is an AMD Ryzen Z1. This is this is a powerful processor. This, this has the capability to run Windows very well. And by the way, this comes with Windows out of the box. So again, going back to the Steam Deck, that's a Linux operating system, which depending on where you feel with Windows versus Linux, this could be either a pro or a con. Me personally, I think it having Windows and not Linux is going to set you up for, it runs great initially, but after update after update after update after update, and just, I don't see the value in going Windows. I, I really think that they would have fared better sticking with the the linux type operating system because it it doesn't really in in my experience at least it doesn't age over time and become just this unusable slug of a machine so i think that's a negative there but the positive is it does open them up to allow for additional games that wouldn't have been able to run on linux otherwise so again there's a pros and cons there it depends what you're after if the games you're playing can run no problem through through the steam app on linux then you're fine but if there's issues with being able to run other games through the windows port then then there's there's value to be had there the next thing is it comes with 16 gigabytes of ram this is another thing similar to the seven inch screen it's a common feature not a standout feature so okay and with the 16 gigabytes of RAM, we can also say that it has 512 gigabytes of storage, which is also another thing available in competitors. But for the price, it's it's now becomes more reasonable when you look at the price like the Z1, because if you wanted 512 gigabytes in the Steam Deck, you have to pay even more money for it. So for $100 Delta, if you go to the, the 512 gigabyte version and you get a little bit better processor, there's where I can start to see the value. But if you're just relying wholeheartedly on the external SD card, no way. And then the last feature that it has that really stands out, it has biometrics basically for for finger sensor scanning and things like that. But overall, like I said, there the really three standout features is the out-of-the-box storage capacity, the processor, and, and the UHS micro SD card slot. Those three features depending on what you're after, might not be worth the extra $200 to drop on a system. So for me, like I said, I rely heavily on the external SD card. I don't mind running a Linux system. It hasn't really bothered me yet. And I don't like Windows. So for me, this would be not a buy situation unless it significantly came down in price to be more comparable. And if you're listening to this, you you've, you have the the faster processor. Honestly, Make a Z1 dud. Make a re- not so you got regular Z1. You got 
Z1 Extreme, make Z1 Dud. That is less storage, runs on Windows, and is at the price point of the Steam Deck, and I'm there. So with that, we're going to take a brief break, and we'll get right back to you with the rest of our show. This advertisement is brought to you by Riz. It's the new term that the kids are using these days to say swag or swagger or drip. So if you're if you think you're cool and you've got game, you've got the Riz. So the last topic we're going to talk to you about is with respect to Disney Plus. There's actually two independent news articles that I wanted to talk about that kind of paint a cohesive picture of what the heck's going on at Disney. So the first topic is Disney Plus sheds 4 million subscribers in the second straight quarterly drop. Honestly, this is not a surprise at all. Their content has been dud spud potatoes. We've talked about even one of their flagship shows being The Mandalorian, that this latest season is just, it's its not hitting. They, they've basically killed the show with the integration of, of Bobo Fett. And it's just, it's been like lackluster cr- content after lackluster content. As, as Illegal said, the only thing that really is standing out is Andor, but like, I don't think people are really care enough about Andor to pay a subscription fee. So this makes sense to me. Like, what are you guys doing? You're just the Marvel content no one cares about, the Star Wars content, they're kind of not doing it justice at all, which is which is mind-blowing because the universe is so expansive and there's so much potential there. I just, I don't understand how they're flopping with this. And then on top of that, they're not making the the rates really favorable to make people want to get it. I mean, every all the all of our streamers are now adding commercials and things like that, and it's just making it less fun for the user experience. So yeah, no kidding, Disney Plus. Of course, you're losing more subscribers. Interestingly enough, the other news segment that I wanted to mention is that there is a new platform coming that is combining Hulu and Disney Plus by the end of 2023. Now, if this doesn't paint the full picture of what the heck is going on over at Disney, then I don't know what does. This is literally saying, on the first hand, this is saying, hey, we have a problem with retention. What can we do? Oh, there's this other streaming service that people are still subscribing to. Please let us latch up onto them. Please, for the love of God, help us, Hulu. Help us. And so that's the picture that it's painting right here. And man, if it isn't screaming desperation, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I think this is a smart move. I think using Hulu to kind of themselves up is probably one of the better moves they've done in a long time but does it necessarily save their content or does it just have them grab a life jacket that hulu is throwing out that's what it smells like more to me it smells like a life jacket situation because at the end of the day as long as their content sucks nobody cares so that's my hot take on it sorry for being harsh on disney plus but it is what it is well again this is an abbreviated show this is my hot takes on the hot topics that we wanted to talk about again i'm sorry that we had to keep this short and uh not give you a full hour but life happens and, and uh you got to be there for the ones you love so we will see you guys next week or hear you guys next week or we won't do either of those things you will hear from us next week with a longer show again sorry for the inconvenience and we look forward to podcasting with you in the future